Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot at. Lose or winning, I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. But we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk. We up in this thing. Shout out to the fam. Appreciate you. And we got a, a, one of the best in the building, man, covering Saints, man. 
is is the man himself, Mr. Bob Rose from the Saints News Network. Shout out to you, my friend. Welcome on back, man. Bob, it's been far too long, my friend. Welcome back to the coma. Big Q, it's a present pleasure to join you. You know that. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, our lives got away from us there for a little bit. Uh, I know you were keeping in touch with what was going on with me. I was certainly keeping in touch with what was going on with you. Uh, I'm glad we could uh, get together and collaborate just before the 2022 season officially begins. Yes, sir, Bob. Man, listen, we covered the the article, man, that you wrote yesterday on Saints News Network. I was uh, we read it, man. It was fantastic. Uh, for the family members that didn't get a chance to watch the show or read the article, go over to the Saints News Network, uh, SI.com, uh, Saints News Network, and check out. It's called Saints NFC, AFC, and Super Bowl Predictions. It was a thorough article. Uh, Bob did a fantastic job uh, giving uh, credit and giving the, the pluses and the minuses of all the teams, even made the predictions. Really, really good, solid article. We went through the whole damn thing. Bobby read the whole thing, man, up until the Super Bowl prediction with the Saints and the Bengals, man. Man, that's going that that's fantastic, man. And that and then the really great part about it is the NFC Championship game prediction, which lines us up with the Rams, which we had some trickery and some boobery that happened several years ago, <laughs> and we exacted some revenge, my friend. So I really like that one, man. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Uh, and, and I mean, realistically, tell me, tell me, you can't see it happening. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, a, a lot of people aren't giving the Saints their just uh, credit, in my opinion, uh, as far as the national media. Uh, but the Rams uh, are defending Super Bowl champions, and in my opinion, they look every bit as good on paper this year as they did last year. So you could totally envision this, you know, uh, the playoff clash. Uh, between the two teams uh, and you know what if if you're a Saints fan and you have been for the last couple of years heck if you have been you know if you're an older Saints fan like myself and you remember those old NFC West battles between New Orleans and Los Angeles uh, you know how fitting would it be for new quarterback you know well second year quarterback with the system Jameis Winston first year head coach uh, Dennis Allen after replacing Sean Payton how sweet would it be to exact just a little bit of revenge uh, on the L.A. Rams, uh, especially if you uh, you end up in your next Super Bowl because of it. Oh, yeah. To me, that would be the, the that would be such a great treat to be able to get back at those folks, man, after that after that happened, because that was such an injustice for the who that nation and uh, mm-hmm. how it went down. But, yeah, Bob, we looking forward to that, man. But let's get into so because I, I wanted to talk to you, Bob, about some of the topics, man, dealing with the black and gold, man. Uh, going into the season, I know uh, we just coming up out of the preseason, regular season. The Saints just pretty much shaped their fifty-three man roster mm-hmm. in sixteen minute, sixteen men practice squad. What are your thought process on the Saints roster, Bob? What, which uh, pluses, weak strengths, and weaknesses in your point? Uh, boy, I tell you, there. Sean Payton pulled some shockers on us over the years. Dennis Allen picked up that 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 ball of electricity and ran with it because yeah there there were some moves uh, that I'm still scratching my head about uh, you know I I thought for sure Traquan Smith was going to be off this roster I thought for sure Zach Bond was going to be off of this roster uh, I thought for sure that Kirk Merritt had worked his way on that Eric Wilson yes, had sir. played well enough uh, you know now. They brought back Wilson and Merritt both to the practice squad. And I have this sneaky feeling that the, both of those gentlemen are going to be factors some way, somehow into the Saints season. Uh, yeah, but 
it just as I always say, and you know, as I was talking to talking to fans who were enraged at some of these moves, also, like you know, you know what, Mickey Mickey Loomis, Dennis Allen, his coaches, they get paid to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you and I are certainly. It's a free country, and we're welcome to, to critique it. We're welcome to give our own opinion, but we aren't the professionals in that manner. Uh, you know, so I just like I did with Sean Payton, I trust the process. I trust Dennis Allen's decision-making, uh, and I have said for a while now, and it's reflected in my article too, the Saints, in my opinion, are one of, if not the top roster on both sides of the football, when you combine that balance, uh, you know, there are very few pronounced weaknesses on this team. Uh, and you know, few teams, few other teams can boast the Pro Bowl caliber talent the Saints have at so many different positions. I mean, I just I, I love this team. Obviously, there are some areas of concern, which I know we'll get into in a minute. Uh, but, you know, talent wise, I put this team up against anyone in the National Football League. Yeah, Bob, you're absolutely right, man. It was stunning because we looked over that roster and the cuts were made, man. And I'm sitting there looking at, yeah, Kirk Merritt definitely made the team. So did Eric Wilson. He had to make the active roster based on the fact that when uh, Dennis Allen and most coaches say, well, you got to do this and that to make the team. And they did this and that and then some. Right. And then, of course, Traquan Smith, who re- who dropped the touchdown in, in one of the preseason matchups, uh, he had the – well. The, the pass was a little farther out and he had to adjust to get it, but we're not going to, you know, if you a wide receiver, you get your hands on the ball. We expecting you mm-hmm. to come up with it. Of course he didn't. And it's outside of the blocking angle. Bob is like, well, Trey Quine's a good blocker. I don't want to hear that. You know, you got to do more than just block, you know, to make the team, but some kind of way Trey Quine made it. And Zach Bourne, I was surprised by that one too. Bob, he was worse than Traquan Smith. He was hurt most of the time. And when he got in there, he didn't do anything. He didn't nearly didn't play. Eric Wilson, to me, uh, was the second best linebacker in preseason uh, behind Demario Davis. He was like when he played next to Demario Davis for a few minutes, it made me forget that Quan Alexander wasn't here. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what, what do you think about what do you think about that, Bob? Uh, yeah, and that's why uh, that's why the Eric uh, Wilson released surprised me the most, you know, e- even more than keeping Traquan Smith on the roster, because I was telling people about Traquan, you know, I don't think he'll be on the team, but until he's actually cut, I won't believe it. Uh, you know, Eric Wilson, I thought was a slam dunk. Uh, you know, he, he was playing, you made the, the good comparison with Quan Alexander. Uh, you know, now Eric and Quan are different kind, kind of athletes, mm-hmm. uh, but Eric Wilson had that kind of chemistry. Uh, yeah. you know, that we saw Demario have with Quan Alexander, and even to to some extent with Pete Werner. Uh, you know, I not only thought that Wilson would have, was a slam dunk for the roster spot, I thought that he played well enough to maybe earn consideration mm-hmm. to be the starter alongside Demario if Pete Werner were to get nicked up, right. or if the Saints were to run out three linebackers. Uh, now, you know, like we said at the beginning of the show, you know, at w- Wilson was brought back on the practice squad, which means he can be elevated at any time. Right. Uh, you know, I, I do expect that to happen. Yeah, uh, you know, it was it was just an awful big gamble by this team to release Eric Wilson, have him subject to every other team the potential of signing him. Uh, you know, before they had the chance to re-sign him to the practice squad. That was a gamble they won, but I was nervous about it. 
I was too. I was like, man, Kirk Merritt and those guys. Because you, when you get impactful young players like that, Bob, uh, and Eric Wilson's a six-year veteran, man. He's yeah. been around the block. His energy, I, when I when Eric Wilson gets up there and speaks, his energy puts me in the mind that 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 bright-eyed, bushy-tailed energy mm-hmm. reminds me of Cam Jordan a lot. So I'm like, I call him Little Cam because of his energy, man. It, it, he's just fun to, to, to listen to talk about the game. But let's let Bob. Let's you. You're right. They they're back on the practice squad, and I agree with you. The fact that at some point they'll be elevated to the active roster. They're just they're too impactful as young players, not to, and the guys that you have there are not. So eventually, <laughs> it'll balance itself out. in My thought process. But let's move a little further down the line. We you mentioned uh, some of those things uh, in terms of the Saints uh, with Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Let's let's talk mm-hmm. about that one, Bob. Chauncey got he gets traded. Uh, the the Saints are negotiating. With Chauncey, that then of course the reports indicated there were four uh million apart, and then next thing you know, the Saints sent him to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fifth and sixth round pick in two separate drafts. You know, mm-hmm. so what are your thought process on uh Chauncey Gardner Johnson's trade and of course uh then his 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 replacement? I know the trade surprised a lot of people, uh, but Q it didn't surprise me. Uh, you know what was coming out, Bob, because Alante. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't have predicted it, but it didn't surprise me uh, because, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was coming into a contract year. At, yeah, as we know, as you just mentioned, uh, yeah, they drafted Elante Taylor. They have so much depth in that secondary to begin with. Right. Uh, and we'd already heard some rumors that Gardner-Johnson's name was being thrown about in a possible trade scenario that involved Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, is something that did not sit with Chauncey Gardner Johnson well at all. Uh, he did not handle, you know, by all reports and all indications, he did not handle his contract negotiation, uh, you know, with the team well. Uh, you know, we were hearing after the fact, uh, you know, that. Yeah, he I, I think he sat out one day of practice and then he you know, then he came back. Uh, yeah, but he was and I apologize if I'm about to offend any current generation people. Uh, yeah, but this must be a Gen Z thing. He was holding in. Uh, and that's it always cracked me up. <laughs> if you don't, you know, you certainly have the right to not like what you're getting paid or not like what's whatever's going on at your current job. But to combat that, you choose to do your job worse. Uh, or you know, go you know, take half measures through your job. Yeah. I right. mean, how, how is that supposed to fix anything? Yeah. We were hearing things like, uh, you know, he was half-stepping it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's not the word I want to use, but half-stepping right. it in practice, yelling at coaches. Yeah, listen, coaches don't have anything to do with contract negotiations, Mr. C.D. Deuce. Uh, it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
your teammates don't have anything to do with contract negotiations. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go as far as call him a locker room cancer, uh, but that personality of his, mm-hmm. that edgy personality that so many mm-hmm. fans loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but a, as a teammate, you know, if you have that kind of personality in your locker room, and I've dealt with them, uh, yeah, they can turn in an instant, and that could turn the entire culture of your locker room. Mm-hmm. I believe that there were two things that caused the Saints to finally make the decision, we're going to move Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. It was that. It was that personality was going to turn. Uh, and, uh, again, it wasn't going to poison the whole locker room. But once you have a little ripple of disruption, uh, you know, just like the wave in an ocean, that thing can grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, right. So why take that chance? Uh, you know, you, we had just gotten word just a, a handful of days before that Marcus May's DUI hearing had been pushed back to now late November. Right. So that decreases the chances that Marcus May is going to be suspended during the 2022 season. It's coming, right. folks. Don't kid yourself. Right. Uh, but just like with the Camara situation, you know, uh, the, the likelihood of Marcus May getting suspended during this season has now significantly decreased. Now, that was before he screwed up and got himself arrested the day after they traded Gardner Johnson. But that's another story for another time. So, yeah, you look at May is going to be around for the beginning of the season. Gardner Johnson is causing problems against teammates, against coaches on the field. Now, this is a problem that's gone from the meeting rooms and the boardrooms onto the field. You have May available and you have so many other so much other talent in that secondary it was time to move Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And I think it's very telling. I hated the compensation we got back to. As a player, he's worth so much more. But consider this, Saints fans. New Orleans just traded a top-tier defensive back to a fellow playoff contender in the conference who's on your schedule for two day three draft picks and not even in the same draft, like you said. You know what that tells me? That tells me there was not a great market for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You typically like to move players. You definitely don't want to trade them in the division. You want to avoid trading them in the conference if you can help it. And you definitely want to avoid playing them on your next year's schedule if you can at all help it. Right. All of those boxes just got checked off. And again, for far lower compensation than you would think a player like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson would be worth. That tells me that tells me that there just wasn't a lot of takers for his talent, probably looking at the contract demands and the possibility. Yeah, the possibility that even Philadelphia, since they're the ones that have them now, that they're only getting a one year rental player. There wasn't a big market for him. And, you know, and you know, the Saints. That's really surprising, Bob. I mean, I'm, I want you to finish talking, man, but I'm just saying that's really surprising for a guy as talented as C.D. Deuce that nobody want, would want to jump in there and say, man, well, that's what you want for them? I'll give you a four. They want to give you a five and a six. Hell, I'll give you a, a four for a chance. That's really surprising that out of the 30-something odd teams, none of them stepped to the forefront. But go ahead and finish your thought, my friend. I know, and I was going to expound on exactly the yeah. point you just brought up. Uh, you know, Gardner Johnson himself with a fourth-round pick. He was projected to be a second-round pick, third-round at the latest coming out of the draft. Ironically, and I remember doing a whole lot of research on a draft piece I did for him coming out of Florida because I was a, I've always been a fan of him as a player. I was hearing a lot of 
character concerns, locker room issues, things like that. And that's ultimately what dropped him. It had nothing to do with performance on the field. Could we see some of that personality that caused him to drop in the draft kind of morphing itself now with the New Orleans Saints? Uh, I mean, you know, he's gotten into numerous fights in practice. Uh, if you can get under, if you're a teammate and you can get under the skin of Michael Thomas and force him to take swings at you, there's something going on there. Yeah, there's something going on there. I think it was very telling. We did not see too many New Orleans Saints players speak up after Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was traded, saying, you know, that this was a bad move by the organization, that's a, no that's loyalty. A yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, again, that goes back to how much of a market was there really for him. Yeah, players talk, coaches talk, general managers talk. Was word about this kind of behavior getting around, and other teams were saying, "Yeah, yeah, he's talented, but I don't, I don't want any parts of this. Uh, you know, I don't want you. I, I don't want to trade for him, and then not reach a contract negotiation. And his attitude somehow short circuits our season, poisons our locker room. Yet whatever the case may be, and the Saints have one of the stronger locker room character, uh, you know, character veins in the NFL, uh, and." If Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen didn't want that kind of disturbance, weaker locker rooms sure as heck wouldn't want it in theirs either. Yeah, Bob, that's that's pretty man. That's that's uh, I don't know where to, to start, oh, bro. That was that's a lot of great information. Listen, the the point about the the, the people stepping up and saying such and such about Johnson. The only thing I remember that happened in that time frame was Tyron Matthews' cryptic mm-hmm. tweet. If you remember, he did say something, but I hadn't heard anything else about. The situation we preferenced it on the on the sports coma and the great same thing tank bob we were saying that he could have took a different route to get his paper like for yeah. instance eric mccoy is in the same situation eric mccoy has one year left on his contract you know you don't hear eric mccoy barking up uh you're gonna force you to the table the saints elected early on to not deal with the contract situation my thing is this and one of the great same thing tank family members said this last night uh uh, what's up, boom? Who has a, a a stream? He was saying that uh, Chauncey. Oh no, that was uh, that was brother Pat Rich. I'm sorry. He was saying that if Chauncey would was able to play out the rest of his season, Bob, and go into next year when the elevated money comes in, mm-hmm. he could have banked out, you know, and probably got a lot more than what he's trying to get from these guys. Now I heard with Philly saying they're gonna try to convert him to a safety and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. We'll see how that goes, but it's not the Eric McCoy approach, and the Saints don't. Tinley, they don't really go, don't like you to force them into a situation when you're supposed to honor your agreement. So that's that's that was kind of, I was like, I, we're gonna see how they handle this because I, I don't, I don't, they don't like that. And we see what happens. They, they moved them up out of here. Now, Bob, let me ask you this. Uh, you got any other points you want to say to that, my friend, uh, before we, we talk about this replacement? Yeah, if you have, yeah, um, actually, you look at onto the field. You mentioned Eric McCoy. They also got Marcus Davenport that they love, and I think they're going to tr- you know, try to make a real run at trying to keep him. Okay. If Jameis Winston plays well, don't think for one second that you're not going to have to give him a hefty, hefty raise uh, in 2023. I know Jameis is under contract, but you don't want to play around with the last year of that deal. Uh, right. you know, there were just too, men, too many finances that the Saints had to look at. Uh, and, and, and if you're Dennis Allen or you're Mickey Loomis, look at it this way. Would you rather keep – and I love C.D. Deuce as a player. Again, I always have. But would you rather – if you could only keep one, would you rather keep Eric McCoy – or CD Deuce. 
McCoy. Me too. Yeah. If you could only keep one and he was healthy, would you rather keep Marcus Davenport or Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? If he's healthy, Davenport. Yep. If you could only keep one, would you rather keep Jameis Winston or Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? Jameis. Yeah, I, and I my, my answer is the same to all three. Uh, I think that that's what the Saints were looking yeah. at, especially when you have so much talent back in that secondary. And uh, yeah, that's going to segue into your next question. So I'll, I'll, I'll turn the mic back over. I'll shut up. No, yeah, and, no, Bob, you, uh, listen, that's great points. And also Jarvis Landry. Yep. How about the one-year contract we got for Jarvis on the $6 million deal? Man, he, he balls out, which I'm anticipating he's going to have a solid season. Why would he not want to do it again in a multiple role with the black and gold uh, heading into the season? So, yo, that, that's great points. But, yeah, uh, the, the replacement for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, I've heard, you know, Roby uh, bantered mm-hmm. about Alante Taylor was taken in the second round. We knew that kind of got uh, C.D. Deuce's eyes a bucket yeah. a bit. When we seen that happen, it's like, whoa, where is he? Well, he's not going to play uh, Lattimore because Lattimore got his money. Paulson uh-huh. Debo is in the second year of his contract. Uh, we just signed two safeties in May and Matthew for mm-hmm. three million to pay for, I mean, excuse me, three years each. So you got one position and it's his and you, and he kind of seen that going on. He knew what time it was, but that speak to that, Bob, which, who do you think uh, would probably be the best replacement uh, for the slot position? Uh, I, we're going to see Roby get it, get the shot at that first. Uh, and Bradley paid really well in the preseason. Uh, now I'm a little bit worried about the health of Paulson and Debo. Uh, you know, we're hearing, we're hearing conflicting reports, uh, you know, that, that his foot, his ankle, uh, is a little bit more problematic, uh, than what was originally thought. So we'll wait and watch and see how that plays out. Uh, but assuming Paulson and Debo is healthy, Bradley Roby is going to get you know, the next most snaps out of that secondary. He's going to be your de facto nickelback. Uh, and as we know with Roby, he's still playing at a high level. Uh, you know, he is an experienced starter that could still probably be the number two cornerback on most teams in the NFL. Uh, you know, so uh, Bradley Roby is going to be the fifth the fifth defensive back, the de facto nickelback. Uh, and then you look at the versatility too. You mentioned Marcus May, you mentioned Tyron Matthew. Both of those guys are more than capable of playing the slot. Uh, you know, that's what gives them, I believe May and Matthew are athletic and versatil- versatility upgrades over Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins last year, because you could do more with both of those players than you could with Malcolm or Marcus. So right. you could see May may cover the slot. You could see Tyron Matthew cover the slot. We know PJ Williams can come in uh, and cover the slot, at least as an off ball guy. He's not a guy I want to see in man coverage or bump coverage, uh, but he'll give you a capable slot option. Justin Evans, who we saw absolutely ball out in the preseason. Uh, I don't think they're looking at Justin for the slot, but if you want to move Honey Badger or you want to move May into the slot, you can bring Justin Williams in and plug him into either one of those deep safety spots. There is still, and we didn't even mention Elante Taylor yet. Uh, you know, like you said, they drafted Taylor uh, you know, with the eye of taking that Chauncey Gardner Johnson role, uh, you know, not a pure safety, uh, you know, not necessarily an outside boundary corner. Cause you're again, like you said, you already got Lattimore, you already got a Debo. Uh, they think very, very highly of Elante Taylor. They wouldn't have made this move if they didn't. So you still have, we just mentioned seven defensive backs, uh, you know, that, that are interchangeable, uh, you know, that are starting quality 
uh, you know, cornerbacks or safeties. There's still an awful lot of talent back there. Uh, if you were going to move a player like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, now is the perfect time to do it. Yeah, yeah, Alante Taylor, man, he was speaking about his uh, him, his uh, playing the cornerback position or the fact that he needs to gain more experience doing that. But, you know, but that's such a thing like uh, baptism by fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many cases, I think eventually I know Roby makes the most sense right now because uh, he's a veteran. Uh, and, and, and last year he didn't look so good. But then again, he didn't have a full camp this this right. time around. He's coming into it with a full camp. So, yeah, he definitely looks more comfortable in, in the Saints secondary. Let me ask you about now. We on since we still in the, in the vein of the secondary. The Marcus May situation, Bob. What do you think about the current uh, situation? About that's kind of I've I, I, I've seen the reports and I was reading up on this on some stuff and I know he got the DUI stuff that that's mm-hmm. coming from the luggage uh, that baggage that's coming with him from the jet situation. What do you think about the 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 latest uh, uh, situation with uh, Marcus May? Q, it concerns the heck out of me. Uh, yeah, it does. The timing of it is you know, couldn't be more couldn't be worse. Could not be worse. Uh, yeah, you just dealt Chauncey Gardner Johnson, and then you go and screw up like that. And I'm not, I'm not pointing the full guilty finger at him. I will right. let the legal process play itself out. Right. Uh, but yeah, man, people, you cannot put yourself in that situation, especially when you have the notoriety of a professional athlete. Uh, you know, I mean, anybody and I, I know I'm jumping on a soapbox here. Lord knows, folks, I've made my mistakes uh, you know, more than my fair share and my fair share that I'd never want to share in a public forum. Uh, but I'm talking to you now through failed experience. You cannot put yourself in that position. You cannot put yourself in ki- those kind of situations. Yeah. You know, whether he put you know, Marcus May, you know, for those of you that don't know, you know was accused of uh, a, 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 a attempted assault with a deadly weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the story I know of uh, you know, alleges that you know, he pointed a gun from a car at a car. Uh, and I'm hearing that it was full of mostly teenage girls, uh, basically a road rage incident. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to know any more than that. Marcus May and his legal representation have said uh, you know, are, uh, they've not they've not called themselves innocent. But they have said there's more to the story than this, and it will come out. We have confidence that our client will be exonerated. Okay. I hope so. Uh, I hope so if he's innocent. If he's guilty, I don't care if he's a New Orleans Saint or not. If he's guilty, you cannot do that in society. Uh, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you play for. don't care whether you're male, female, what color. I don't care. You don't do that. Uh, you know, so I'm hoping for the sake of the team and for the sake of Marcus May. He's still a young kid. He's 28, 29 years old. Uh, no matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. 
Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I hope that this is just some kind of overblown situation, but there's a track record here. You mentioned the DUI while he was while his license was on suspension for the DUI, he was pulled over again for driving with a, with a suspended license DUI related, uh, you, know, w- you know, which is also something that's going to be played out in court. Uh, the young man is obviously making some poor choices right now. I hope I hope that he gets his life straightened out. But as someone who covers and is a fan of the New Orleans Saints, it concerns me from a schematic standpoint. Uh, you know, you cannot ha- you cannot lose your players in situations like that. Injuries are bad enough, but injuries are n- injuries are in God's control, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that's in Marcus May's control. Mm-hmm. The Alvin Kamara situation is something that's in Alvin Kamara's control. You get yourself into a legal situation. Uh, and I'm not going to call it guilty or innocent. Again, you get yourself into a situation where you could walk out of that room or could walk out of your car in handcuffs. You've made a poor choice. These guys got to make better choices. They have not only themselves and their families to think about. You have a team. You have you have 52 other members, not to mention coaches uh, and, and assistant coaches that are counting on you to be there and perform. You cannot make poor poor choices, poor decisions have a trickle down effect. Uh, and you know what they say about the SH blank blank T, mm-hmm. how it rolls downhill. Yes. Marcus may cannot make decisions like this that adversely affects his, his team. I'm really concerned about his decision making. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, ho- I'm hopefully he said, like you said, Bob, that was the, the, the paragraph. Of, so I read from uh, the statement released by his uh, attorney that he is uh, going to fight this thing. And then, you know, the real information is going to come out, but right. Uh the decision-making, you know, that is something that we got to watch out for. And, uh, you know, we got to watch out for that, man. So I, I don't know how it's going to play out, but we, you know, like you said, eventually he will get 
disciplined for the DUI that he did. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so yeah, this is just one more thing. But uh, okay, let's move on, Bob. Thanks for that, man. That was good information as well, Bob. Uh, and for the family members, y'all know who this man is. Bob Rose, man. Saints News Network is in the building. Shout out to him. Shout out to the whole family over there. Brother Kyle T. Mosley and the rest, they do really great work, man. Y'all know I always cover the articles here on the Sports Coma because they are, they are one of the best doing it, man. I, I just keep it a buck with you. But uh, also, let's move on, Bob. We talk about the – you mentioned some uh, great points. Let's get into uh, concerns you have out to, outside of the previous concerns we just talked about for the Saints moving forward. Uh, the defense is probably one of the more solid units of the, mm -hmm. the, the team right now. Uh, we know the special teams have gained a lot with the uh, Will Lutz getting healthy. I know we could have won several games last year if Will Lutz was healthy. Uh, just the, the Texans game, just I mean the Titans game, excuse me, that comes to mind with the shabby kicking we was having. We had a that rotisserie wheel of crappy kickers that was coming before we had a decent one that kind of, you know, helped us. But, boy, losing Will Lutz, Bob, that really hurt for at least for, for most of the couple of games last year. So, but uh, outside of that, uh, and with Jameis on top of the offense, what mm -hmm. weakness? I know we're pretty solid. You know, I want you to talk about the strengths after the strengths after the weaknesses. But what one thing you want to see corrected in the Saints as in terms of the team overall? Do you think see anything that concerns you? When I look at this team, yeah, and injuries are always going to be your number one concern. And you know, we saw how injuries derailed uh, this team season last year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let, let's assume that's going to be everybody's top concern. My mm -hmm. next biggest concern is going to surprise some people, and it's actually the safety position. Uh, and it didn't, it doesn't have anything to do with Chauncey. It was my concern before Chauncey Gardner Johnson got traded. It was my concern before Marcus May got his, himself in trouble again. Here's why. Uh, again, like like we said before, you're replacing both of your starting safeties. Uh, you know, Marcus uh, Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins are gone. I believe that Marcus May and Tyron Matthew are upgrades over them, uh, at least you know his combined abilities. Right. Uh, but here's my concern: when you replace a position like that. Uh, and Kyle T. Mosley and I just interviewed Solomon Wilcots, a former NFL safety, the other day, and he backed yeah, up. Solomon. Yeah. He. he I was hoping he'd alleviate my concerns and tell me, Bob, you're crazy. Uh, no, he made them worse. Uh, you know, he said, absolutely, it's a concern. Communication is going to be an early season issue with these guys. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that make Marcus, uh, Marshawn Lattimore and Paulson Adebo, and before that, Janoris Jenkins, so successful is they could be extremely aggressive on those underneath routes because they knew they had the safeties watching their back. They knew they had deep support. They knew that those guys back there, Malcolm Jenkins and, uh, and Marcus Williams, they, they knew each other's movements. Well, just that, you know, because of rep after rep after rep in practice. Well, they don't have these kind of reps. They don't have this kind of chemistry yet with Tyron Matthew and Marcus may, I believe that this ultimately has the potential to be the best saints defensive backfield from top to bottom, from front to yeah. back in the history of the franchise. Right. But I'm worried that there are going to be some early season hiccups because these guys didn't play together enough in the preseason. Right. Uh, yeah, that, that's not what preseason is. You, you know, it's not what you see in training camp anymore. You mm -hmm. see coaches give the veterans more rest than, you know, what I, what I grew up watching, yes. uh, you know, with the two a days and the Oklahoma drills and you know, all kinds of things like that. Uh, and it's to keep the players bodies healthy. I understand it. But as a result, if you have a bunch of newcomers to your team, to a position, uh, or to a position group, like we see, you know, with the safeties, there's going to be some speed bumps. 
Uh, and, you know, you look at who you have early in the season. You got Tom Brady and those receivers coming at you in week two. You got DJ Moore, the Panthers in week three. Uh, you know, I think Kirk Cousins is one of the biggest chokers on the face of the earth. Uh, but he puts up numbers against the Saints. And you got Irv Smith Jr., Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson coming at you in week four. This team, this secondary is going to have to get it together very quickly. They're going to be tested early. They're going to be tested often. Again, I'm not disrespecting the players at the position. I'm just saying the communication and the chemistry are two things I'm going to be watching very closely in the Saints secondary to open the regular season. Yeah, Bob, that's a great point, man. And, uh, yeah, the safety, the communication angle between them and how fast they gel back there. I know we had uh, no Tyron Matthews. He has a high football IQ and mm-hmm. to a degree, Marcus May is pretty intelligent too on field. You yeah. know, so yeah. <laughs> some of these other decisions, I don't know, but on <laughs> field, he, he does, he does have, he does play well. So for them to gel and get it together, man, that's that, that, that is imperative. That, that'll definitely be imperative to the success of the saints overall. But you know, yeah, it, it, it'll be fun watching them. Uh, get that thing together, man. Uh, Bob, let me ask you about this. You made reference of it. That's one of the, uh, uh, I guess, it, your concerns. One of my concerns, Bob, is uh, uh, the offensive line. In particular, mm-hmm. uh, to a de- the, the depth obviously concerns me, uh, the, the depth situation. I ain't like how some of our backup offensive linemen play, so hopefully I, our starters stay healthy. But how do you feel? about uh, Hurst, James Hurst. Do you think James Hurst is an offensive tackle that should be a blindside tackle? We, we know some of his deficiencies in terms of um, him having I- issues against uh, speedy pass rushers. Do you think uh, James Hurst for a full season could protect Jameis who's coming off injury? That's a hot topic in the sports coma. But how do you feel about that, Bob? Uh, as it should be a hot topic. Uh, obviously, the Saints – wanted to do something to upgrade that position after Teron Armstead left. That's why they drafted Trevor Penning. Right. But if you, and you know, we know what's going on with Penning. We're not, we're not going to beat that dead horse. We just hope that that young man comes back as soon as possible and comes back healthy. Uh, But James Hurst, I believe is a capable left tackle. Yes. Uh, Is he top tier? No. Is he a pro bowler? No. Uh, You know, frankly, I think Hurst is a much better suited, much better suited for guard than he is tackle. Right. Uh, If it were me, I'd have traded Cesar Ruiz in the offseason, moved Hurst to right to right guard uh, and still drafted Trevor Penning. Uh, But again, that's why Dennis Allen gets paid paid, uh, (laughs) paid to make these decisions. Um, I think that they will be all right with Hurst there. Uh, It's and we're going to have to be, uh, you know, because that's your best option right now. Uh, if something, God forbid, a knock on wood happens to Ryan Ramchek or James Hurst at this point, you got Landon, Landon Young as your backup. And coaches love the coaches love Landon Young, and I can see why. The kid's got good footwork, but he's wildly inconsistent. He needs right. he needs a lot of developing to do. Uh, you know, outside of that, your t- your options at tackle would be either Lewis Kidd, an undrafted rookie, uh, or you move Andrews Pete back out to tackle. And we've seen that experiment in the past. It's worked for a couple games, but for a long stretch, absolutely not. So James Hurst is the best option for this team right now. Uh, and you know, if we've also seen Hurst play pretty well at right tackle. So if he if he struggles at left tackle, you can shuffle a little bit. You can move Ryan Ramchek over to the left side where he played in college uh, and move Hurst over to the right side. 
But you want to watch doing that because the more you shuffle positions, the more you're messing around with the continuity of that offensive line. Uh, and that's one of the things that has made this line so strong up until last year was the fact that these guys had played together for so long, got those reps together, knew what each other, you, know, you, you knew what your left flank was doing, you knew what your right flank was doing, and you could do what you do uh, and help them out in the process. You mess around with the continuity, you lose some of that. Uh, you know, I, I feel... I feel I feel good about James Hurst there. There are worse players to have at that position. We've seen the Saints yeah. try out worse players at the left yes. tackle spot. Uh, is he the ideal answer? No, uh, but there are far bigger worries on this team. Trust me. Yeah, I agree. With, I see what you're saying there, Bob. Uh, the James Hurst thing. He was basically a placeholder until Penning was uh, gained enough game rep to be able to take the job from him mm-hmm. and will hold it for a lifetime. He definitely has the athletic ability and the strength. And when he got shut down, Bob, and got kicked out of practice, he it shifted, man. And his gameplay actually, he actually improved, man. He, and he looked a lot better. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see how he deals with that. And he actually dealt, dealt with it pretty good. So, I mean, I, I know it's only a matter of time before Penning uh, takes over that tackle position. Me, and you're right about shifting, uh, shuffling as much as the, the and upsetting the, upsetting the continuity of the offensive line. When you start in the season, I, I guess if you wanted to do that, would be something that you try to work on in the offseason if you had right. to shift them like that. Me personally, I think that Ramcheck, our money tackle, should be guarding Jameis's blind side. That's just my think, thought process on it because I think Ram can handle it. He's played, like you said, he played there in college. But that's, I guess, that would you, you you're right on the point that doing it right now would definitely upset some, uh, upset some uh, chemistry issues right there. But yeah, I, w- yeah, but Cesar Reese was another. Uh, question I had about him, but he looks better. Andrus is looking solid. McCoy is McCoy. But uh, moving forward, my friend, strengths. Talk to me about strengths, Bob. What you like about this team, man, that the uh, detractors don't like? Alvin Kamara is the best offensive weapon in the league. Uh, and yeah, he's one of the few Saints players that do get national recognition. Uh, but I, I don't think he gets enough. I don't think he gets enough for what he can do on a football field. Uh, you know, the, the national pundits, national media talk about him as being one of you know, the top ranked running backs. Uh, OK, as a runner. Yeah. Uh, at, at versatility wise, what he can do to opposing defenses. There is no other back in the NFL. None that can do as many things to a defense as what Alvin Kamara can. Right. Uh, and, you know, I think especially early in the season, uh, you know, when Mark Ingram still has fresh legs, uh, once Taysom Hill is healthy, and that's still a question mark right now, if Tony Jones can look like he did in the preseason instead of looking like he did last regular season. In other words, if the Saints can provide a bona fide threat running the ball out of the backfield other than Alvin Kamara, you're going to see him, you know, AK-41, you're going to see him used a lot more as a receiver than he was last year, similar to what we saw in 2018, 2019, 2020. Uh, you know, the guy that's going to you know, pull in 80 catches, uh, you know, go for seven, 800 yards receiving. Uh, you know, that's what taxes a defense. It's that kind of versatility that spreads them sideline to sideline. And now, boom. You have a you have a strong arm quarterback in Jameis Winston that can hit the downfield ball to Deontay Hardy, hit the downfield ball to Chris Olave. Uh, I know when you asked me about strengths, a lot of people were probably assuming I'd say the receiver position. Yeah. On paper, it is. On paper, it is. But yeah, you got to show me something. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Thomas, Olave, Landry. None of those guys had played with Jameis Winston when 
when the snaps really count yet. Uh, you know, from what I saw of them during training camp and, you know, what we all saw in that first drive against the Chargers, this, that group looks ready to go. Uh, and I know it's going to be a solid combination. I, I expect Jameis to hover around 5,000 yards passing this season. Yeah, uh, me too. You know, my, Mike Thomas is going to come back like a beast. Uh, you know, that he's just dealing with a tweaked hamstring, folks. They're just being cautious with him. You don't want a hamstring. Hamstrings are an injury that can affect a running back, wide receiver, cornerback all year long if you don't take care of it. He's just resting. Jarvis Landry is going to put up the, the numbers. Chris Alave, who is my guy coming out of the draft, has been since last November. He is going to put up some monstrous numbers in this offense. I think the diversity of this offense is, again, a strength. It's something that we didn't see last year because of the lack of weapons. Uh, and and they, were, they were sunk when Jameis Winston went down and they had all those injuries up front. Uh, as long as they stay, knock on wood, as long as they stay healthy up front and, you know, again, all the all the key people stay healthy, the diversity of this offense, how many different ways they can attack you. This is not going to be a Drew Brees-led offense. Uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be more of a downfield attack, going to have less precision and you know, at less timing than what Drew operated with. But we're going to see more big plays, more shots, more athleticism out of the quarterback position. That's what I'm looking for offensively. Yeah, that's an attractive brand of ball there, Bob, to be honest with you, when the Saints can be able to attack the defenses downfield, stretching them out, and they can be able to operate however they see fit. So, yeah, I, I agree absolutely, man, with that. And we, I was talking about Elvin Kamara. I was like, these people ranked Elvin Kamara at 51 on that ranking. And I was like, and then they had other young running backs. There. I was like, now, Elvin Kamara, they're, they're, he is, to me, he's – He's the best back, if not one of the, you know, one of the top two best backs in the business. You know, you can't put all these other young guys over there. Okay, one of these young guys had a good year, but that was one year. You know, you do it as long as he's done it before you kind of move bump him out of the way. So I think totally, uh, guys, you mentioned uh, the stalwarts of the club. Mike Thomas is being disrespected constantly. Yeah. Uh, Elvin Kamara is just, just they're just like, just totally admitting Elvin Kamara like he's chopped liver. And then the Jameis Winston thing. I mean, it's just repugnant. You look at Jarvis Landry, Tyron Matthew. I say this often, Bob, on the show. Tyron, you add Tyron Matthew and Jarvis Landry to your football team. Those, those people are talking about, oh, that team's going to the Super Bowl, but not the Saints. You, you, They would give them to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. They will say they're a Super Bowl contender they, or any other these these teams. So, Bob, let's move into that. Let's talk about that. Uh, what do you think about the national uh, uh, disrespect of Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints? How do you feel about that? Hugh, you used the word repugnant a second ago. Yes. I think that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you, you, you use the uh, example of Jarvis, you know, what the addition of Jarvis Landry or Tyron Matthew would mean in the national eyes to any other team and what it's meant yeah. to the Saints. You're right on target. Uh, you, know, you look at you look at a player like Michael Thomas who hasn't played you know, most of 2020 and all of 2021, uh, you know, being you know, disrespected, overlooked among the best wide receivers. Yet Christian McCaffrey, who missed all of 2021 and most of 2020, he's still ranked among the top running back threats above Alvin Kamara. I'm like, okay. Uh, and, you know, I've said it again and again and again. You know, if, if, you, if you take the fleur de lis off these guys' helmets, you take the fleur de lis off to Mario Davis's helmet. People would want to put him in the Hall of Fame now. 
Uh, you take the fleur-de-lis off Cam Jordan's helmet. People would talk about him among the best pass rushers of all time. Yep. Uh, yeah, same with Alvin Kamara. Same with Michael Thomas. Same with Ryan Ramchek. Ryan Ramchek yeah. never gets mentioned among the league's best tackles. That's uh, insane. It is. And we could go on and on and on. And, you know, people like to you – know, the national media likes to – I've seen a lot of national media saying that the Saints are even going to have a losing record this year, double-digit losses. Uh, and it starts with Jameis Winston. Look. I get the concern about Winston, about the turnovers, about the, you know, the, the, the decisions, the poor decisions on the field, the, mind, the, the baffling decisions on the field. I've seen a Jameis Winston that's grown a lot as a person and a football player in the last yeah. really three years. Like his last year in Tampa, I noticed it. Bruce Arians and his teammates noticed it and would comment to it. I think Jameis Winston would have been the Tampa Bay quarterback in 2020 if they couldn't have gotten Tom Brady. If you have the choice between Tom Brady and uh, Jameis Winston, you're going to take Tom Brady. Let's be realistic here. Um, but the, yeah, the, the Saints have a potential goldmine in, in Jameis Winston. He showed us, he showed the world that he could operate this offense, a limited offense, one without Michael Thomas, one without a healthy offensive line, and one without wide receivers to really step up and give you a solid, consistent threat. Mm-hmm. And we still saw him avoid turnover. He, he, he threw for 14 touchdowns, ran for another, and threw only three interceptions and fumbled the ball once. That's a drastic improvement over mm-hmm. – the, the poor team that he teams that he played for in Tampa Bay, I'm convinced that that was a young kid that was trying to do too much. Uh, yeah, the decision-making is on him. The turnovers, yeah, they're on him. Uh, but you have, to, you, you have to point the finger. Uh, you know, if you're an outsider, you have to point the finger to the talent around you too. Jameis Winston now has a different team around him. He knows he doesn't have to do it by himself. And most importantly, he is coming into the third year of Pete Carmichael's offense. This is a system that he now knows. He's not he's he's going to be able to react on instinct rather than thought process, which I thought was part of the problem last year. He took a lot of sacks last year because he was afraid to turn the ball over. I think we're going to see a Jameis Winston that's going to be a lot more confident in just cutting it loose this year. Uh, and, yeah, we're, we're going to see a lot more rhythm out of this Saints offense than we did in 2021. Yeah, Bob, big, uh, and uh, I was listening to some interviews uh, that uh, Cam Jordan and uh, Mark Ingram did on uh, ESPN, man, and they were in the way – uh, Cam was talking, and when Mark was talking, man, they have major aspirations uh, to have a deep playoff run. You can tell, and the constant disrespect of putting the Buccaneers ahead of the Saints, even though Tom, uh, the Saints really ruffled Tom Brady's feathers by tearing up the interior of the inside uh, of that offensive line, and they have all those injuries situated right there in that side. I mean, it's not going to be a good look at yep. all for 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 uh Tampa Bay but they put him up there and I say listen he's a lightning rod let him be the lightning rod while we soar right up under there and mm-hmm. we're going we're going to give him some some something to, uh the to, to cheer for this year and who that nation so hey bob look man listen I I, I won't hold you on my friend and I appreciate you stopping by my friend any last thoughts uh brother bob uh uh, uh from the Saints News Network family please feel free to check out Brother Bob's uh, articles at Saints News Network. Put it in the Google box and search Saints News Network. And 
and look up Bob and Kyle T and, and, and the rest of the family over there. They, they got some of the good stuff going on over there, man. They got great stuff. But, Bob, uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Well, I, I appreciate the plug. Thank you so much. Uh, and, you know, we do uh, we do our own podcast, not to compete with you uh, or anything like that, but we run the Bayou Blitz uh, every Wednesday night uh, at 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, you know, we, you know, that was a show Kyle Mosley and I did on a regular basis. Uh, you know, for the previous couple of years, uh, you know, for for li- life reasons, uh, we've taken most of the last year off. Uh, but uh, but we rolled it back out. We rolled it back out a month about a month ago, uh, and we're looking forward to trying to trying to give you guys a great product uh, and another avenue for Saints information. Uh, but yeah, and if you do already follow us at the Saints News Network, I thank you and love you so much for it. Uh, our, our appreciation is unending. Uh, if you don't follow us, give us a try, uh, you know, because we're uh, we're pretty open to we're pretty open to criticism, new ideas, you know, critiques, things like that. We're we're trying to give you the best product uh, and, and and the best knowledge, uh, you know, that we can. And you know, we're a family fan fan friendly site, uh, you know, just like your show, Q. Uh, you put on a great product, and I I appreciate what you do, fans. You need to appreciate what this man does for you. Thank you, Bob. Set right back at you, my friend. Uh, the, the Bayou Blitz podcast with Kyle T. Mosley and brother Bob Rose, man. They're in the building, man. Check them out. Give Go over there and subscribe to their YouTube channel, family, and put them on the list. A lot of the family members listen, but if you hadn't subscribed, family, put them on the list and add them to the fam, man. They, they got great information over there, and they really good people, man. So, Bob, thank once again, thank you for joining me. Uh, bro, uh, Bob, feel, don't don't be a stranger, Bob. I know I'm talking to myself on that because that ain't all you. That's all me. But I'm going to make sure, my friend, I, I'm going to get you to pop in. At least at least uh, try to get you to pop in at least once a month, Bob. You know, just kind of pump, pump, pop in there because I know you're going to be busy during the season. So, you know, just pop in and, and share your thoughts on the Saints and how they're doing during the season or if you just want to just uh, talk a word or two. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to. And, you know, yeah, I'm talking to myself when I say this, too. But, uh, you know, you don't you don't be a stranger either. Uh, you know, it's always great to hear from you. It's an absolute honor. Uh, you know, when you ask me to help you out with your show, uh, yes, you know, I, I, I am truly humbled and you know, and privileged uh, yeah, to be your friend. I thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate you, my man. And y'all appreciate y'all for joining me for today's stream. I hope y'all learned and learned a lot. I learned a lot, man. There was a lot of good information here. That Bob was dropping on us, man, as well. And uh, for the Who That Nation, man, it's just one big family. So with that being said, hit the like button, family. Hit the subscribe button. Feel free to share the show on your social media. And we're going to holler at y'all later. Thank you. And who that? Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much. 
touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot at. News all winning, I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that at. Where we do that at. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that at. Boogie like this, and I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. It's Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop and who that too. The who that daily.com. That's right, the who that daily.com. Your one stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, the who that daily.com is your site. The who that daily.com for the sport who that in all of us. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit 
up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.